Hello, and welcome to the Reality Recap Junkie Podcast. I'm your host, Laurel, and welcome to episode number eight. I feel like it's been a while since I've recorded, but really it's only been a week. Um, But last week I was able to do two recordings, both of them being technically bonus episodes since they weren't challenge-themed. So it feels like it's been a while, but... Yeah, I had fun last week doing the TLC episode and then the Housewives episode, and I got some good feedback on those. Uh, So I do plan on doing more episodes like that. I really enjoyed doing them because I didn't take notes. I just went with what I could remember and not necessarily recapping an episode, but kind of just talking about the shows in general. So I know I want to do a little bit more of that. And of course, cover more of the shows that I love, not just the challenge. Um, oh gosh. So the room that I'm recording in is our sunroom. And I also have my spin bike in here. So my best friend got a Peloton bike a handful of months ago. At the beginning of December, she gave me her old stationary bike. And then I just got a Peloton account. And so we have kind of been doing classes together, um, helping each other stay accountable. And so at the beginning of January, we decided to do this Tabata class on the bike. So it's like a Tabata themed class, but it's spinning. Um, And that started at the beginning of this week. And so I did really well with it. I did every class, and then I also added some other classes that weren't Tabata just so I had something every day to do, and then Sundays are my rest days, which is today, but I felt like I did so well this week, and then today my husband and I got Taco Bell for lunch and then Papa John's for dinner, so I totally just negated everything I did this week. Um, So now I have to sit here and stare at this bike and contemplate do I do a class tonight after I get done recording to maybe work off like one taco, if that, (laughs) just to make myself feel a little bit better? Uh, I don't know, but just, just know the whole time I'm talking here, I'm looking at this bike, thinking about how I should really get on it and get a workout in so I don't feel so bad about myself. Um, my friend did, you know, try and keep things in perspective for me that, I did every class that I said I was going to do, and I even added an extra class that I hadn't scheduled out this week, and so that's an accomplishment in itself, which I agree, and I know that I am already stronger as far as like being able to do the classes and my form and all that, so I know um, I'm in a better place than I was last week, but um, the whole food thing is really tough because I just love to eat all the food all the time. So I guess at least I'm doing something to help counteract all of the eating. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I guess I'll go ahead and get started on the challenge. Um, This episode made me angry, um, which I'll get into. It'll be more towards the end of this, but I definitely have some thoughts. So if we remember... The last episode thing, that's when Wes went home. Is that right? And then Devin stole Tori from Corey. And then Corey and Natalie became partners. And I think that was it. Was that all that happened in the last episode? It's been so long. <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, um, so we start this episode out and it's like, Tori, Fessy, and Anissa in the hot tub. And just like right off the bat, I was like, oh, Tori and Fessy in the hot tub. Um, I think I mentioned before about how they are rumored to be together now. Um, how he supposedly broke up with his girlfriend to be with her. Uh, how he has done some Instagram lives where people have been able to hear her in the background. And that um, they've been seen like in Turks and Caicos. Uh, not technically together, but they post like the same scenery and you can just line things up and it's clear that they're at the same place at the same time. Um, and there are, of course, tons of rumors that she cheated on Jordan with Fessy and then like left Jordan for Fessy and all of that. 
Um, and okay, let me get into a little bit more of that because I did do a little bit of research per se as far as like what they are all having to say about it. So, um, Tori and Anissa are really have really like formed this bond, this friendship that I guess kind of started back on Dirty 30. Um, it's definitely grown more, I think, after this season. And now they're doing the official challenge podcast together. And now that Tori and Jordan broke up, she has moved back to the East Coast. And Anissa's on the East Coast, so they it's easier for them to get together. Um, so they've really become good friends. Then we get like a a confessional where Fessy's kind of talking about how he has a crush on Tori. Um, but like their first season together, Jordan was also on there. So he never really got to talk to her. So now this season that Jordan isn't there, he's getting to know her. Obviously, he thinks that she's beautiful. But now he's getting to know her personality and is like really forming a crush on her. Um, Corey is saying it's not looking good. Um, and it's clear that they're working together at this point. So I guess this will be a good time. There's more down the episode with them that is clear that they're working together and some other things, but, um, on the official challenge podcast, Anissa and Tori were talking about Fessy and his comments about his crush on her. And Tori claims that she had no idea about that um, until afterwards. And that she didn't know that he was going to be saying that as in his confessional. And how, like, she absolutely did not cheat on Jordan. And Anissa was basically saying, like, let's be honest. If anyone wanted to bang him, it was me. At least in, like, the first couple weeks. Um, so she's definitely maintaining that she didn't cheat on Jordan and that nothing happened. And she's like, it's clear. You can see the footage. I never flirted with him. Like you don't see me, you know, doing anything like that. And then I listened to another interview that she did. Um, it was on Instagram. I forget who it was with, but she was talking about how, um, before she left for the challenge, things were not good between her and Jordan. Um, quarantine really was tough on them. You know, they're on top of each other all the time, fighting a lot, and that they had actually broken up prior to her going on to the challenge. And she basically begged him to stay with her. And so they, you know, got back together. And then she went on the challenge. And I guess like, a week later if that when she got home they broke up for good and then they just weren't public about it until they finally said something you know a month or so ago whenever it was but I mean I guess I totally think that you know quarantine was probably hard on them they were probably fighting um but the whole thing about she claims up and down that she didn't cheat on him I think it's probably true, um, but I don't think that it was probably on the up and up completely. If you remember when she first met Jordan on the challenge, she was dating Derek Henry and she, you know, swears like I did not cheat on Derek, but basically she said that she gets home from the challenge. She calls Derek, breaks up with him, and then her and Jordan hook up that night. So I think that something similar happened with this situation with Fessy, especially knowing that they had broken up prior to her coming on the challenge. They had been fighting a lot. You know, things were not great. So my guess is she came on this challenge. She doesn't have Jordan there. She's getting a break from him. Here's Fessy. I guess she's attracted to him. I guess if you're into that kind of look. Um, me personally, I don't get it. I do not think he's attractive. And then when you get to know his personality more, he's even less attractive. But I think that she, you know, got to know him, was attracted to him. They probably had like an emotional connection. We've already seen them multiple times this season talking in the corner. I mean, obviously everyone talks and all that, but it's just easier to look at and see what's going on when you know what happened before and what happened after. 
So I'm guessing that she developed an emotional connection with him, developed some sort of feelings. I don't think that she did anything physical with him, but I bet you the feelings that she was having, you know, are not feelings that you should have, you know, and probably was speaking to him in a way that you probably shouldn't uh, when you're engaged (laughs) to someone else. So I'm guessing that through all of that, then she realized like, okay, like I should not be in this relationship with Jordan anymore. Now it's clear to me that, you know, I'm away. And when you're away from someone, either absence makes the heart grow fonder or like out of sight, out of mind. And clearly it was the out of sight, out of mind for her or, you know, I'm sure she was thinking about him constantly, but it was probably in the sense of, I'm so glad he's not here right now. I'm so glad I'm not with him. Here's someone else who's giving me attention, making me feel good. You know, we're not fighting. And I'm realizing that, you know, this one person is not the one that I necessarily need to marry. So then I'm guessing that she gets back from the challenge. Her and Jordan officially break up for good. And then she's off to the races with Fessy. Um, and we might find out, she might open up more about that as time goes on. But then after she did that interview where she was talking about how they broke up prior, then Jordan spoke out on his own Instagram and he didn't really say too much other than to say like, he's been really quiet on this situation to respect his relationship with Tori, um, and their breakup. And he thought that it was, you know, very special and private to the two of them. And he wanted to keep it that way. And now she's been talking about it. And so he feels really hurt, um, because he thought that, you know, they were on the same page with that. And now she's, you know, opening up more. Um, and I can see both sides. Like if you want to keep it private, that's great. But also you met on the challenge, you're right. Your relationship grew on the challenge and you got engaged on the challenge. And then you expect people to not want to know about your breakup. I mean, I get that everyone needs boundaries and things to be private. But like when you sign up for a reality show, you're signing up to give a lot of that away. Or at least you're giving up the right to not expect people to want that from you. I mean, you don't have to give it, but you can't be mad when the fans want to know what happened. Like we saw you guys meet, fall in love, and now we hear about your breakup and you don't want to tell us what happened. Like, yeah, like I want to know. <laughs> um, okay. Enough about them for right now, at least. Um, then we get to see a little bit more of Jay and Teresa and how you know, their gameplay right now is they're kind of just floating around, seeing what sticks, you know, not necessarily committing per se to anything, but not not committing. Um, and it just how it's like a little bit sketchy, you know, they're kind of playing the field with everyone. Um, then we get a scene, I think it's like Liv, Amber B and Big T and they're all talking um, and Liv you know, still there with her sling on and they don't know what's going to happen with her and whether or not she's going to be able to compete. And, you know, so she's feeling a little down and they kind of just corral around her and, you know, give her a hug. And, um, so at that point we know, okay, Liv is still here, but we don't know what's going to happen with her. Then it's like later that night and Big T is sitting on the couch with Amber M and Kyle and Devin And Big T's opening up, telling about, like, her life story. Now, I think I got some of this wrong. I didn't quite catch all of it. But basically, she's had a hard life. Um, I think the gist of it was that she had a little brother who died. And then her mom got cancer. And her mom couldn't really take care of her. And so she was adopted, I believe, by her aunt. Um, and that was like when she was pretty young, maybe like six or eight when all of that happened. And then when she was like a little bit older, like 16, 18, her dad died. Um, and then, you know, Devin sitting there listening to the story and like in his confessional and to Big T, you know, he's saying how inspired he is by her story. If you remember, Devin's dad passed away. Um, like maybe it's probably been like two years now. He's, he, is this his second challenge? 
I can't remember the timing of it, but like fairly recently his dad passed away and then he did that next season of the challenge um, where him and Johnny got into that big fight and it was kind of clear that, you know, it probably wasn't the best decision for him to come on so soon after he had passed away and he hadn't really dealt with it yet. And so he was just, you know, saying that he's inspired by her story and just thinks it's like admirable that she has come on this show again for her third season now. Um, and she's just been through so much and she can relate to, you know, anyone that's had a parent die. Um, but then the (laughs) conversation takes a quick turn and it appears at least the editing is that like, right after they finish that whole conversation, touching, emotional, Devin looks at Amber M and is basically like, get out of here. And he thinks that she's a snake. Um, and they get into this weird back and forth that just seems like it was out of nowhere. But, you know, Amber's like, I'm not going to bed. I'm not tired. So like, if you don't want to be around me, then you can leave. Like, I'm not going to kowtow to you and get out of here just because you tell me to. And he's just being like, unnecessarily mean to her. I'm not really sure where it's coming from. Um, but Corey is basically saying like, come on, no one is scared of Devin. Um, then the next day, Amber is relaying what happened to Nelson. And then of course, Nelson gets all like huffy puffy and gets all protective of Amber. So he goes in to confront Devin while Devin is still in bed. And this scene is pretty funny to me because Devin just doesn't want to deal with it. He's still trying to wake up, you know, he's over it. And Nelson's like standing over him, like, what's going on? Amber said, you know, you were being mean to her and she was crying. And like, why do you have to do that? And Devin's just like, I don't want to talk, like get out of here. Like, I don't want to talk to you. And he, he doesn't Nelson eventually leaves, but Devin's reaction is just funny. Like all bedhead, sleepy eyed, like get out of here, man. Like, why are you starting with me this early? And it is just funny that, like, these partners, like, Josh did it with Casey, and they keep saying, like, she was crying, and she was so hurt, and really, they aren't at all. It's like they're just looking for something to start fights on. Like, they can't think of their own trauma. They gotta um, wait for a girl to say one slightly wrong thing about someone, and then take that and run with it. <laughs> um... But Devin at this point is just super, super cocky. Like, you know, he beat Wes and he thinks, you know, he's not necessarily running the show, but he is just a little bit too big for his britches at this point. <laughs> um. So then at this time, it is time for the next mission and we get a shot of the scenery in Iceland and it's just so freaking beautiful. Like, I need more shots of the scenery and the background like less of the house more of outside of the house because it's so pretty Uh, and it's just like extra pretty being in the midwest where I am and being quarantined basically this whole last year not getting to get out and see anything and then you get to see the beautiful Iceland and it's just like oh I want to go there so bad (laughs) anyway This mission is called Drone Control, and the premise of it is there are these, like, tunnels. I think they were calling them volcano tunnels. Um, So it's, like, hidden underneath a series of tunnels, and there's a secret code that you have to get to, and the only way to get there is to fly this little drone to the code. So one person is supposed to fly the drone, but they can't see where it's going. And then the other person wears like the VR goggles and then they can see where the drone's at. And then they have to really relay to their partner, like go left, go right, go straight, whatever. Um, And then once you get to the code, um, it's like a, it's not just a code. It's like binary and you have to decode that and bring it back to the station and use that to figure out what number you need. And then that number, you go over to a tablet and you enter in the number and then it tells you if it's accepted or rejected. Um, so basically they're playing a video game, I guess. I don't know, like, uh, 
So far, I haven't been super impressed with the missions. Um, this one especially, like, did they really think that this was going to make for some great TV? Like, why are we inside this tunnel? Like, go outside. Like, I don't really get it, but okay. Anyway, um, before they get started, then TJ says that Liv is not medically fit to compete. So she has gone home and she is out of the game, which means that Michi is now a rogue agent and won't be competing. So it's kind of like, ah, uh, whatever. You know, we haven't really gotten to know her and haven't really gotten to know Michi all that much. So it's like, oh, okay, bye-bye. Okay, so first up are Kyle and Cam and Nelson and Amber M. And it doesn't really matter who you're going up against because I believe it's supposed to be timed. So whoever can unlock the code the fastest wins. Um, but you can only two teams at a time can go down and do the course. And there is a 10-minute time limit. So once you hit 10 minutes, you're done and you're just timed out. Okay, so Kyle can't even get it to move to start with. Like, they start and Nelson and Amber and M take off. And Kyle is the one actually controlling the drone while Cam is using the VR goggles. And <laughs> Kyle can't even get the drone to, like, come off up of the station. Um, he eventually does... Um, and then, of course, Nelson crashes the drone into, like, the side of the tunnel. TJ is laughing hysterically, um, which is always great. I just love when TJ laughs at the cast members. It's my favorite. Um, basically, they both failed. TJ said that they sucked, which is always funny when TJ's going to call people out like that. Um, then Nani and Josh and Darrell and Amber M are, or Amber B are up. And I wrote down wiggle, 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 which I think was probably something to do. I think Nani was saying that. I can't remember, though, but I must have thought it was funny. <laughs> um, They both failed. Okay. It, this, again, this is pretty boring. Like, they're coming in here. No one can figuring, figure it out. So it's just them crashing into stuff and then timing out. Uh, Jay and Teresa and then Leo and Gabby are up. Leo immediately crashed, and then both teams failed. Um, Casey and Leroy, CT and Big T are up. TJ cannot stop laughing again, but both teams failed. Like, it, it's hard to recap this mission because it's so boring. Like, everyone just goes in there and fails, and it's like, it's not exciting at all. It's a little bit funny that they're so bad at this and that TJ's laughing. But other than that, it's like, okay, this could have been like a two-minute segment. Okay, then Corey and Natalie are up and Tori and Devin are up. And it's clear that either Tori and Devin really hate each other or they're pretending to hate each other. Like, Devin is going so overboard with hating her. And, like, I know they had a little bit of rivalry on the Are You the One Second Chances, but, like, I don't think that they really hate each other this much. I think they're playing it up for a storyline. Um, so they go, and Corey crashes, and Devin actually is the one doing the VR goggles, so he's the one looking at the code, and then Tori is the one um, actually controlling the drone. So they're actually able to get back to the code. Devin gets it. He gets the code right, plugs in the number, and they actually complete the mission. <laughs> um, and then last up is Fessy and Anissa, and then Lolo and Nam. Of course, both teams fail. TJ's still laughing. <laughs> Um, and then he did say, the opposite of good is what you guys are. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. So, of course, Tori and Devin are the winners. They are the only team to actually complete the mission. So they win. Uh, then we get a like on-the-fly interview of Amber M., who, of course, just had the big fight with Devin the night before. And so she's talking about how, of course, Devin wins. Um, but I just made a note that she was doing it in like a valley girl voice. So she was like, of course, Devin would be the one to win right after we had a big fight. And I was just like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, everyone's kind of shaking in their boots now because, you know, the whole house seems to be against Devin 
especially they put him in trying to get rid of either him or Wes. Then he comes back. He's acting super cocky. And, you know, everyone's just going to keep trying to put him back in is the gist of it. So that he turned around and actually won the mission and has the power now. Um, They're all like, oh, great. Um, Big T is talking about how she is basically over Tori um, and over Tori thinking that, you know, she's so big, bad, and strong. Uh, Tori's talking about how she wants to go down into elimination and she wants to get her skull. Um, and she wants to go against Amber M because Amber M is like the smallest one in the house. So, Devin is then like listing everyone who he has an issue with. He's like, I really only have an issue with, and he lists off all these people and it's basically like everyone. <laughs> So it's like, okay, you have an issue with everyone. Uh, then we get the the cast is back in the COVID bubble. Um, and I just noticed that the lighting is so weird in there. I mean, yeah, they're trying to make it like a nightclub, dark lighting and all that. But the way it comes across on camera is just bizarre to me. And I'm not a fan of it. I'm like, can we get a slightly better lighting than the way everyone is like this weird purple color. Um, but this scene was great because we did get a Corey and Nelson dance off and Corey's pants were something else. I don't even know how to describe them. They're probably actually super fashionable, but I know nothing about fashion. So to me, they just looked bizarre, especially in this like purple COVID bubble lighting. But I really did enjoy their dance off with each other. Um, then while they're in the bubble, Tori and Devin are talking about like, you know, what are they going to do? Because they clearly want to go different directions. Um, so basically Devin says, okay, we can each get three people or like three teams that we are going to say they're safe. We're not going to call them out. So like I get three, you get three, they're off limits. And then we'll figure out after that who we're going to put in. So Tories are Anissa and Fessy, Corey and Natalie, and Leroy and Casey. And then uh, Devons are CT and Big T, Nam and Lolo, and Kyle and Cam. And then Tori is saying, like, if it's a hall brawl, she wants to go in. Because at this point, they're still kind of confused if it's going to be a guy's day or girl's day because... It's not clear each time, but like if you do the math, it technically would have to be a guy's day because right now at this point, Liv went home and so Michi doesn't have a partner. So if it was a girl's day, a girl would go home and then you would have two guys without a partner. So it only makes sense to even up the numbers and have a guy's day and then whoever whoever um, was partnered with the guy that goes home would then be partnered with Michi. Um, so then we get this little scene of Fessy and Gabby talking. And in his confessional, Fessy is basically saying like, I mean, I would rather be with Tori, but she's with Jordan. So I'm going to talk to Gabby instead. Like, that's real nice. Like, <laughs> what if something progressed with you and Gabby? And then she sees this confessional where you're like, yeah, she's my second choice. Um, and Gabby is clearly smarter than that because she is basically saying like, he is nice to look at, but hard to talk to. And she just shuts him down. Like he's trying to spit his game and she's like, yeah, no, that's okay. (laughs) Um, so then we get Tori talking to Josh and she is giving him a heads up because Josh is not one of the people that is on the safe list. And so, and of course, you know, Josh has beef with Devin. So it's only natural that Devin would want to put him in. And so Tori's trying to give him a heads up and is trying to get the house vote to vote in Amber M so she can go against her. So she's trying to reason with Josh and say, listen, I don't want to put you in. Get the house to vote for Nelson and Amber so that I can go in and go against Amber. And then you don't have anything to worry about. 
So Tori's first mistake was trying to reason with Josh at all and explain anything because he is a dum-dum and he doesn't understand that. Um, and then all of a sudden Josh is all about how he doesn't trust Jay. And at this point, Josh is just being a complete and utter tool. He wants Jay and Teresa as the house foe, even though Tori is saying like, if you want to be safe, then you should vote in Nelson and Amber. And it's basically just like Josh wants to fight. Um, he needs to not drink. I think his issue is that he drinks too much. I mean, I think he's probably a hothead sober. He's hard to talk to sober. And he doesn't understand things sober. But then you throw alcohol on top of that and it's just way worse. Okay, so then um, they have the deliberation and they're talking about how they don't know if it's going to be a guys or girls. Um, and not much really comes, you know, they kind of do their back and forth, but... The deliberations, I think, are kind of boring because we get all of the meat of, like, what people are thinking prior to that anyway. So, it's basically time to vote, and it's either going to be Nelson or Jay. That's the way the house is kind of dividing. Um, so, then Tori and Devin go in to find out that the compromised agents are Nelson and Amber M., which is exactly what Tori wanted because she wants the option to go against Amber. Um, so then Corey and Nelson are talking about how he shouldn't have teamed up with Amber M. Um, and how it was a mistake to, you know, team up with a rookie, smallest girl and all that. Okay, so then it's elimination time. So here's where the episode really like ramps up and gets good. So they walk in and it's clear right from the jump that it's going to be a hall brawl. Which, I mean, this would be working out absolutely perfect for Tori if... It was a girl's day because she got Amber M as the house vote and it's a hall brawl. That's exactly what she would want. Um, then we get the confessional of Nelson talking about how he has bad memories of hall brawl. that did not work out for him in the past. And so he really doesn't want to have to go in there and do a hall brawl. But of course, we find out that him and Amber are the compromised agents. Um... And then TJ is saying to Tori and Devin, do you want to come down and get your skull? And at that point, we find out Tori's like, well, you know, we need a little bit more information. Like, you know, Devin already has his skull. So, like, he doesn't have a need to go down there. But I want to get mine. Like, do we know if this is going to be a girl's day or guy's day? And TJ says, you know, I'm not telling you. Basically, you have to make your decision, like, regardless like, you make it, and the whole team, you guys are a team, and you have to come down here together. So, at this point, before we know what is going to happen, my thinking is that if I were Tori, okay, I want to go into a hall brawl. I want to go in against Amber M. Here is my exact scenario. Say that I want to go down there. Just force the situation. We don't know what's going to happen if she says she wants to go down and Devin says he doesn't. You know, who knows? Like, that hasn't happened yet. So, TJ could throw a curveball and it could just be, like, a flip of the coin. Could be a house vote. Who knows? So, at this point, I don't think Tori has anything to lose. Just advocate and say, I want to go down. I want to go down. See what happens. Because this is your perfect opportunity, your exact situation that you wanted to get the skull. And let's say she advocates for it and ends up that they get to go down there. Even if it turns out to not be a girl's day, then you have Devin going in and maybe Devin goes home and you hate Devin and then you can get a different partner. So why? Like for me, I didn't understand. It just seemed like regardless, you should try to get down there. Like, it might not work out for you, but what's what's the downside? I did not see a downside at all to that. But Devin's co convincing her, like, this is not the right time. It's not the right time. Um. So then Tori says, okay, well, we're going to vote for Anissa and Fessy then. And this was like a mind blower for so many reasons. First off... Josh was saying that he wanted to go in at one point and we get a scene of him and Fessy in the hot tub talking about how Josh wants to go in. He wants to prove himself. Um, 
and Fessy's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not really saying anything. He's not necessarily agreeing with him or disagreeing with him. But it's important to note that they had that conversation where Josh says that he wants to go in and prove himself and that the time is now because Fessy tries to later say that he didn't know that Josh wanted to go in. But like we saw you have that conversation. Then on top of that, like Tori was talking to Josh like she knew that Josh wanted to go in. Okay. So then she says Anissa and Fessy like, okay. If you, I think they really thought it was going to be a guy's day because if they really, truly thought it was going to be a girl's day, then I think that Devin and Tori would have gone down. I think Devin would have been okay with it or Tori would have really pushed the situation. So let's say you really think it is a girl's day. I guess you're given a freebie to like your best friend, Anissa, because I think Anissa would be Amber. But if you truly think it's a guy's day and you're putting Fessy in, which we find out that Fessy asked Tori to put him in, knowing that Nelson was the house vote. So he wants to go against his friend. They're supposedly friends. This whole challenge, they've been working together. They've been talking about it. Corey and Nelson have been talking with Fessy. Corey was a little bit burned previously once he found out about how the, um, a, the, what are they, the double agents? Is that what it called when you win? I think so. That the double agents get to find out who the house vote is and Fessy didn't tell Corey that. So Corey was already like, yeah, he's a little bit shady, but not too, too bad. But now we find out that Fessy wants to go in against Nelson in a hall brawl. Would you put those two up together like that? I mean, a hall brawl for Fessy against, I would say, most of the guys is going to be unmatched except for like Nam and CT probably. But everyone else has got to be shorter and less muscle on them than Fessy. So just like a pure weight distribution, he has the advantage. So that is just like, wow, 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 wow. Blindside everyone's shocked of course Josh is super pissed because he wanted to go in he knew that Fessy knew he wanted to go in um there was a a really cute scene where um because Nam is standing right next to Anissa and Fessy and he looks to Anissa and he says is it okay like he's confused by what's happening and he thinks that Tori just did Anissa and Fessy dirty and Anissa's like it's yeah, it's okay. It's like he Anissa is talking to him like you would talk to a child like, yes, honey, it's gonna be okay. Everything's all right, sweetie. Like you don't need to worry. I just thought that was really cute. Um, Of course, Nelson, Nelson feels played by his friend Fessy. Um, Fessy is trying really hard not to look shady, but he absolutely is. Um, so they come down and then at that point is when we find out that it's going to be a men's elimination. So it's going to be Fessy versus Nelson in a hall brawl. A big eek. Eek, 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 eek. Okay, so then it's the best of three. Um, so they get started. The first round, they meet in the middle and it's a standstill in the middle for quite a while, it seems like. I don't know how long it actually was in real time. But they're in the middle and Fessy is playing so dirty. And at this point, I think in like they do a confessional and then that's when we find out that Tori, that he told Tori to put him down there. Um, So it's clear that they definitely have a connection that they're not being super open about, which leads me to believe more about their emotional connection and how she had formed feelings for Fessy before breaking up with Jordan. Um, then Fessy is just being so dirty. He picks Nelson up. He like picks him up. Okay. The point of the hall brawl is that you're running towards each other. You have to get past each other and then go over and like push your buzzer, ring your bell, whatever it is at the end. It's not to wrestle in the middle. That's not the point. But Fessy is in the middle with Nelson 
And instead of like hopping over him or trying to go around him, he's like wrestling him. And he literally picks Nelson up and slams him down to the ground. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, that is not the point. You guys are in the middle. You can get around him. You can step over him. You can do something other than pick him up and slam him to the ground. Like, are you trying to knock him unconscious so that you can easily get to your buzzer? At this point, they play Scorpions Rock You Like a Hurricane, which I loved because I'm a big Scorpions fan, and it was a pretty fitting uh, music, but I was like, I was so mad at Fessy at this point, but then uh, the Scorpions came on, and then I felt conflicted, but anyway, um, then Fessy like rips the face mask off, so I think in previous um, hall brawls, they did football helmets, and in this one, they did like a motorcycle helmet. I don't know if that's safer, I guess. I don't know. But there's like a face mask part and Fessy rips it off and throws it. And it still was just like, what is he doing? So finally, they get past each other and they both go to hit their buzzer. And it was so close. Like Fessy just barely beat him. So it's like you are so much bigger than him. And he's and you you know, picked him up and slammed him down. You ripped his face mask off and he still almost beat you. So it's like, do you feel good about yourself, Fessy? Like, does that win feel good? Because it shouldn't. Um, then TJ, oh, yeah. Everyone's rooting for Nelson, I think, at this point, except for maybe Tori. She's, you know, saying, I think she's cheering on Fessy, but most of the house is rooting on Nelson. So TJ says uh, there's no more dirty playing and they do the second round and it's a lot shorter and Fessy wins. But at this no, at this point, no one can really trust Fessy because this came out of nowhere. He definitely did his friend dirty. Like, yes, they're playing for a million dollars. That is the prize. But do we know how that's broken out yet? Because I don't think so. So chances are you're not getting a full million dollars even if you win first place and then I mean they're gonna take a lot of tax money out of there (laughs) that's fine if you want to play a shady game you know go against your friend do whatever you got to do to win a million dollars okay and it also depends on like how close you are to that is that is this just like a challenge friend are you guys friends outside of the game I don't know their full story but Screwing over the friend part isn't as bad to me, I guess, because I don't know how close they are. But him playing so dirty, especially when he had the clear advantage to win in the first place, just really rubbed me the wrong way. I think it showed his true colors. If you remember, Fessy and Jordan were in an elimination where Jordan like hurt his arm, broke he broke something, hurt something. Um, and already he has one hand and maybe it was like he, his shoulder popped out or something and he beat Jordan, of course, cause it was like the second round. He was only had one arm that was working. And then after he won, he had like a big celebration that was just really, um, tacky. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a good look being a sore winner kind of, especially when you're going against someone with a disability, even though Jordan rarely lets that disability impact him. But the elimination that they were doing, he was at a clear disadvantage just from his disability. And then on top of that, he gets injured. And then Fessy is acting all big and bad that he beat him. And Fessy has a lot of weight on him also, which is another thing that now Tori is with the guy that beat her fiance in that elimination and injured him. But anyway, um, it's clear that he doesn't have the best integrity in my opinion. Um, at this point I've got mad respect for Nelly T. He does say that, um, I don't know if he says this on the show, but I did see it on social media that he had a dislocated finger, thumb, something like that, that happened in the challenge where they were on top of the semi. And so he was talking about that. And then of course, Fessy does a live Instagram where he was like, we all have injuries. And then he shows about how his shoulder pops out and how his thumb is like dislocated and all this stuff. And it's like, ugh, 
I'm just so over Fessy. If he wins this season, I'm going to be mad at this point. Like, ugh. Um, and then, Nelson, you know, TJ's asking Nelson, like, how he feels, giving him his last few minutes to say whatever he wants. And Nelson says, like, he has lost a friend and a line has been drawn. And then you can see Corey kind of shaking his head, too. Like, Corey now is probably going to be against Fessy. He's not going to trust him. He's not going to be working with him. Um, And then <laughs> TJ totally shades Fessy. He was like, all right, Fessy, you beat your friend Nelson. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. He wasn't just like, you won the round. He was like, you beat your friend. Like, good for you. Um, It was just a totally different... I guess to have the elimination with Wes and Devin before that and then to see Nelsie, Nelsie, oh my gosh, Nelson and Fessy, it's just two totally different. Like, and I mean, Wes is not like, okay, Wes and Devin are not like great people either. I'm just saying like they are true friends, clearly, the way they handled their elimination versus the way Fessy handled this one. Okay, so Nelson leaves, and now at this point, TJ goes through his whole spiel about, okay, Fessy, you won, so now you can decide to stay with your partner, or you can infiltrate and steal someone. And Fessy gives this bullshit speech about how he knows that um, someone is going to steal him later on anyway, and I mean, he doesn't want that for Anissa, but he knows it's going to happen anyway, so he's just going to go ahead and do it now, and he decides to steal Casey, and I just want to say a big F you to Fessy. I didn't like you before you did that move, and now I really don't like you because Anissa is like the most veteran person in this game, she, you won with her twice. She clearly has proven her weight. She has the connection. She's good at puzzles. And I'm going to guess that Fessy's not good at puzzles because I think he's dumb. So yeah, I'd be shocked if he could put a puzzle together. And I just think that that was so rude. He clearly thinks that because Anissa isn't a size two and doesn't do CrossFit that she can't compete. And that's just bullshit because Anissa has proven herself time and time again. She has more heart than anyone else. She deserves to win this season. And I just hate the fact that Fessy thinks that he is like some God's gift to the challenge, that he's the best guy there, that no one's going to beat him, that every woman would want to be with him. And he is going to drop Anissa for Casey. Also, Casey doesn't even want to be with you. Now you guys have a huge target on your back because everyone's mad at you for everything that just played out. Now they're going to be even more mad at you for dropping Anissa. And then you pick Casey and you guys are both big brother. So now instead of having the big brother spread out, now you guys are on a team together. So you don't think that you're going to get targeted? Uh, yeah, you are. So guess what? I hope Anissa wins and then send you home. Even though Anissa said that she's just going to win and steal him back, which don't, girl, don't steal him back. You don't need him. Ride with someone who's going to ride with you like Darrell said he would. And yeah, I'm just so mad. I just couldn't stand it. I am team anti-Fessy. Anyone who wants to go against Fessy, I'm team that person. Okay. Sorry, I got heated, but I was just so, so mad when that happened. Ugh. Okay. So then Casey was with Leroy. So now Leroy gets to pick if he wants to be with Anissa or Amber M. And Leroy chooses Anissa because he has a brain. And he says, Anissa's the veteran. You know, she has the experience. She's going, or he's going with her. So Darrell is cool in my book because he said that he would be with Anissa and Leroy actually chose her. So good on them. Fessy, I hate you. And then that leaves Michi and Amber M. And that's just a big LOL, LOL, for that team. Good luck to that team. That's not going to work out <laughs> that well. Ugh. And, but Michi did have a funny line after that. He was like, I don't know if we will win any goddamn challenges. <laughs> Good point. I doubt it, but you guys can try. Maybe you'll fly under the radar. Although you will definitely be a team that people are going to want to throw in if they 
have a chance to go against you, guy or girl. People are going to think that that's a layup team to beat. So, uh, well, that is the end of the episode. Um, I'm hoping that next week we get a good actual mission, um, something outside with some scenery, something that they're everyone's actually competing. They're not just letting someone win. You know, you're not just crashing drones into the tunnel. People aren't getting injured left and right. Something exciting, something that's good to watch. Like this season has definitely been lacking in the challenges. It's been, I think the drama has been good, but it's so easy to tune out any of the physical stuff. And isn't that like a lot what we're here to watch is that physical stuff? So I'm hoping for a little bit more. I'm hoping Fessy goes home real soon. I'm still hoping that Anissa wins. But yeah, um, that's it. Um, I'll be back next Sunday with the recap of next week's challenge. And when I can, I will be adding in some more bonus episodes since I really enjoy doing those more Bravo themed. Um, I'm trying to think of what's all on air right now. I know that I already did the housewives, but maybe I'll talk about some Southern charm or, um, teen mom two is wrapping up. So there's the reunion. So I could talk overall about that. Could definitely talk more about welcome to Plathville and my big fat, fabulous life. Welcome to Plathville. I believe that was the finale last week, but not my big fat fabulous life. Um, so there's more to come with that. I'm trying to think of what other shows are on right now. Uh, I feel like so many yet not enough, but as I can and have time, I will do some more fun bonus episodes to get some different kind of content on here um, because they were fun for me and I got good feedback on them. So again, if you have made it this far, I thank you so, so much for listening. Um, If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can do so at RR, sorry, at RRJ podcast for updates and any live tweeting. And then um, if you can just rate and subscribe, leave a review, send me any feedback, all of that is very much appreciated. So thank you guys. And I hope you have a great week. Bye.